We'll read Romans 13, verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. And so we want to deal with the the thought that's mentioned there in verse number uh, 12, but mainly verse number 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll preach this title this morning, Putting on Christ. Before I get into my introduction, or maybe this is part of it, uh, there's some other verses that talks about putting on. And I will just want to give those to you real quick. Uh, that phrase, putting on, is mentioned in 1 Thessalonians 5. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of righteousness or faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. In 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 6, he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Okay, so I want you to know this is not the first two mentions of putting on something here in our text. He says in, in Titus, he said we ought to put on that breastplate of faith, of love. He says in Timothy that he, Paul, put on to Timothy his hands. He put on his hands. But then the phrase put on, as we see in our text, in Galatians chapter number 3, verse 27, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Paul wrote that when we died, we died unto God. We died unto Christ when we were baptized. We were baptized unto Him. And so in that act of salvation, if you will, we have put on Christ. But it's interesting in our text, he says that we need to put off some things. So before I get back to our text, we look in Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 27, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Then we see in Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 11, put on the whole armor of God. Colossians 3, verse number 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, here it is, Bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. So, especially in Paul's writings, we see that he tells us that there are some things that we need to put on. If we can, we'll look back at verse number 12. He says, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. And so before we ever get started today, I want us to realize that there are some things that we need to put off on a daily basis. 
uh, it was taught in Sunday school just a little bit, mentioned here or there that there are times that, that we take upon us the care of this world and, and the worry and the anxiety and, uh, we need to put off those things. We need to put off the things that, as James said, those lusts of the flesh are those things that draw us away. Those things that entice. He says we need to put off those things so that we can put on, he says there in verse number 12, the armor of light, verse 14, so we can put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is this thought of putting on Christ. Are we to carry Him this sounds simple. Are we to pick him up and carry him on our shoulders? I was over at Brother John's house to, uh, yesterday and I put a bag of seed on my shoulders. Are we to, are we to do that, Brother Jody? Are we to just pick up the Lord and put him on our shoulders and carry him? No. But I believe that he wants to carry us. I believe he's willing to pick us up, Brother Buster, and put us on his shoulder and carry us. We're to literally clothe ourselves in Him. Not not just put one piece of clothing on. I've got some ties of Brother Den and Brother Troutman. And every once in a while, um, I'll just be feeling one of them. I've got some ties of Brother Buster Seaton. Every once in a while, I'll just get to reminiscing and whether it matches or not, I'll just put that tie on. I've got, matter of fact, today I've got Brother Troutman's tie clip today. I actually had some cash, Aaron, today, and I thought about using Brother Troutman's money clip, but I decided not to. That's not what he's talking about when he says put on Christ. Don't put on one piece of article, or one piece of clothing, one article of clothing. Not just one piece, but everything that we are, we ought to put on Christ. Every little bit of us ought to be Christ. One writer said, this is a song Samuel Medley wrote, Come let us sing the matchless worth. That's a mouthful for a song, isn't it, Brother David? But listen to the lyric. How perfect is His righteousness in which unspotted Beauteous dress his saints have always stood. Another writer said, He is the moral raiment we wear, a raiment which displays his character. Charles Finney said this, To put on a person, as we see here in verse 14, to put on a person is to assume his character, his peculiarities, as an actor does on the stage. This commandment, therefore, enjoys, enjoins the imitation of Christ. Brother David mentioned that imitation today. He says it enjoys the imitation of Christ as actors imitate those whom they represent. And so to put on Christ... Not only, as the one writer says, a, a raiment that we wear, that we are clothed in, but Charles Finney said that we ought to imitate Christ. I told you just a few days ago in one of our services that the word Christian is a little Christ or a Xerox copy of Christ, and we ought to reflect Him. I'll give you just these three things, and then I'm going to the house this morning. 
I want us to look at verse number 11 and verse number 12. Let's look, number one, putting on Christ in uncertainty. Look with me again, verse 11, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. It's interesting, just outside of our message today, it's interesting that uh, some of the prophets mention these same words here. Not a direct quote, but he talks about the hour is spent, it's day, the night is gone. And here the Apostle Paul says that it's, High time. It's high. It is finally time. It's not coming time. It's not past time. It is high time. I think of the, I think of the, the, the movies that I've watched, the westerns that I've watched. If they were ever to, to fight in the streets with guns back to back and they'd take their three paces and turn around and shoot them up, it was at high Noon, not a minute past, not a minute before, but right on time. The apostle says that it's right on time. He says it's high time to awake out of sleep. That's very convicting in 2021. There's a lot of Christians, and, and I'd like to use air quotes, but I don't want to seem silly. There are a lot of Christians today that have fallen asleep. And the Apostle Paul says that it's high time that we do what? Awake out of our sleep because salvation is nearer than we believe. This salvation is, I believe it lends to the idea that the Lord's return is closer now than it ever has been before. The very hope that we have within us (laughs) is calling out to which it belongs. Amen. That hope that, that Jesus, that, that comforter that Jesus left, he's longing to be there and he's drawing us up to a higher place. Hey, it's sooner than we think. But he goes on and he says, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. We need to put on Christ in, a, in uncertainty. He says it's high time to awake. He says the day is at hand. Have you ever been preparing for a big day? Whether it's a test, maybe in school. Whether it's a new job or coming to a new church that first time. Man, churches are the scariest place in this world. I'm telling you, first time going into a church, you don't know where to sit. You don't know, you know, are they going to sing out of the, out of the songbook or they got their own songbook? They got a choir. What's going on? How's the service going to go? I've been in churches where a woman leads the singing. I've been in church where they didn't have any singing. I've been in churches where they tried to play. Y'all heard me. They tried to play the piano. I've been in where they played the piano, but it was out of tune. So it sounded like they were trying. I've been in churches where, I mean, it was just backwards. Churches sometimes are scary. Have you ever prepared for a day where you, or something big was going to happen? And then the day finally got there. 
And you, the, the night before, man, you were pumped up. You were ready. I've got this. i got all my ducks in a row. Everything's going fine. And then you wake up that morning and you're supposed to go take the test or go to the new job or on Sunday morning go to the church for the first time. And all of a sudden your knees are knocking. You're scared to death. You don't know what to do. You'd rather get back in bed, pull the covers up. I'm going to tell you something. You're shaken by the fact that it's finally here. And he says, Paul says, it is high time, the day is at hand. So to those of us that have been kind of lackadaisical following Christ, I want us to know today that the time for lax, the time for relaxed service, or the time for carnality is over because he said, hey, he says it's high time. The day is at hand. Let's awaken out of our sleep. He says, put off the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. He says, I need you to put on Christ. But I, I say today, we need to put him on in uncertainty. Thinking about this in my own life, it, it gives me a little bit of pause. It, it, it gives me a little bit of uncertainties. He says, put on Christ. Am I worthy to put on Christ? Am I able to put on Christ? Am I willing? That might be a little bit better word, phrase. Am I willing to? What if I fail? What if I do it and I fail? What will others think? What will they say? We were at the ladies' meeting the other day, and I, I quite honestly I don't remember who it was. It might have been the preacher's wife. I can't remember, but she was testifying. And she said, I was a pastor's wife, and I knew all the right things to do, but God told me that I was lost. And I needed to be saved. And I didn't know what to do. I knew what I needed to do. But I didn't know what to do. And can I tell you? The only thing to do. Is to call out to God. And so you may be here today and you may, may be saying, I know I need to put him on, but what will other people think? Honey, don't worry about what other people think. They're not in control of your eternity. Amen. They're not in control of the Lamb's book of life. They're not in control of the rewards in heaven. They're not in control of the, of the things of God, but He and He alone is. And so today, if you're going through these uncertainties of, of truly following Christ, can I tell you, even in uncertainty, let's put Him on. Here in just a couple of weeks, we're, we're going to go in our closet and we're going we're gonna to get ready, some of us. And, and, and I may be that new guy that I don't really know the right thing to do. So I went to Walmart and I bought my camouflage. I bought camouflage underwear. Really didn't. I, if I would, Ashlyn, I would have found some camouflage underwear just in case things got out of bad. But Miss Mildred, I, I bought camouflage breeches, camouflage long sleeve shirt. I got a camouflage vest, Brother David. 
Man, you done ruined me. You called me that day and asked me to go hunt? Yeah, I won't go. Man, I'm just going through looking like a crazy fool through the Walmart. Just looking through. Got a camouflage backpack. I got binoculars, flashlights, shells. Some shells, I don't even know what they do. I just, whatever. But here in a couple of days, we're going to go and we're going to get our, our camouflage on. Here in a couple of days, we're going to get all of our guns together. We're going to get everything right and we're going to go out into the woods. And we're going to, we're going to blend in with the woods. And people may not be able to see us because we're blending in. And Paul, and this is in my own mind here, but Paul is, is essentially, when he says, put off the works of darkness, put off those things that are hidden, put off those things that are, put off those things that are blending in. He says, let, let's, he even said in one script, I should have wrote it down, he says, be a, be a peculiar people. We're called out. We are not to blend in, but rather we are to stand out. We are to put on Christ. And honey, in your uncertainty, when you put on Christ, know that people are going to take note. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You are to please God. If God didn't think you were worthy, if God didn't think you were able... He wouldn't have asked you to do it. Some of y'all are dealing with a call. God's put something in your heart to do something. You're scared to death what people might think. You're scared to death what I might think. I'll just be honest with you. I'm, I'm not God. You need to do what God has told you to do. If God cared what other people Think, if God cared what other people would have to say about you putting on His Son, He'd have made us all invisible and let us do all the work without being truly seen. But instead, He makes a people that have the possibility of failing. He makes a people that have the possibility of being frail and discontented. But in every single one of those situations, He gives grace to go forward. He gives grace to overcome. Number two. Let me say this. I almost skipped it. Let me say this. He knows that we may fail. He knows that people will wonder. And He knows that we are not worthy by our standards. But we are worthy by His standards. Number two, putting on Christ when it's unpopular. Verse 13, He says, Let us walk honestly as in the day. Now, He just said that we ought to put off the works of darkness. He says, Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. There was a day, even in American history, that when crime was done, it was done at night. Not during the day. You weren't robbed during the day. 
That's why people would come in and they would shut their doors at at night because that's when all of the the crime and that's when all of the bad stuff would happen, Brother Bobby. And so the apostle, he says, he says, walk you as in the day. He said, be honest like in the day. Everything is seen. The sun is shining. Everything that you do is in open view. He said, that's how we ought to walk. Not as in the night when... All the bad things happen. Don't walk like you're in the night when all the criminals come out. He said, don't, don't walk in the night. And he says, not in chambering, in rioting, in drunkenness, in wanting. Don't walk in those things. But he said, walk honestly as in the day. When it's unpopular. We need to put on Christ. When it's unpopular. If we were to look over in the book of John. John chapter number 15. Verse number 16. Jesus says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Now, verse number 18 says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. 19 says, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. When you're persecuted out in this world, and I, I use persecuted very loosely because we're really not in America, but when you feel persecuted out in the world because you took your Bible out in public or you prayed in public or you handed out a tract or, or you talked to somebody about the Lord in public or maybe somebody saw you pull into church and they ridiculed you for that or they saw some social media post where you posted a scripture, you posted a video or something like that. There was some... Uh, religiously oriented and you get made fun of. First of all, that ain't, that is, y'all heard me, that ain't persecution. But when you feel persecuted for those things, I want you to know that the reason that they're doing that is because you are not of the world. But you've been called out of the world and you've been called out by someone very, very specific. The very Son of God. Who better to be called out by? He says, The world will hate you, but know that they hated me first. People would ridicule us, persecute us, hate us, because we put on Christ. C.S. Lewis said, Jesus says to take up your cross. In other words, it's going to be like beaten to death in a concentration camp. But he says in the next minute, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He means both. Y'all need to let that sink in. We talked at, at Bible study yesterday that Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. There's going to be some difficulties along the way. There's going to be a heaviness, a weight. There's going to be persecution along the way. But in Matthew chapter number 11, verse 28, 29, and 30, He says, Come unto Me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, 
And I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke, my weight upon you. And I will give you rest. You, you see, he means both. Brother Deke, he wants us to take up our cross and follow him. But he also says, when you take up that cross, you can lay it down at the feet of Christ and find rest. Some of y'all are going to get that in the afternoon nap and it's going to bless you. But until you truly realize that all of the trouble that being a Christian is, is, is completely encapsulated in the very fact that God can take that from you. You and I, we're told to work. We're told to labor. We're told to toil. We're told that we're going to be persecuted. We're told that we're going to be hated. But through all of that, He gives us Peace that passeth all understanding. Through all of that, He gives us comfort. Through all of that, He gives us joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Through all of that, He has men right, rejoice evermore. He has men right about... what was the scripture, uh, Brother David read this morning about, uh, what'd you say? Something always. Y'all, if y'all would hear, y'all would have heard it. So I'm just gonna blame that on y'all. Cause I can't remember it, you get the blame, alright? Uh, but rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's what he said right there. And so, he, he gives us all these little scriptures. Uh, I say little, they're Lord, they're nug- they're big old nuggets that we can hold on to. Because the load is going to get heavy, he says rejoice. Because the load is going to get heavy, he says be ye thankful. Y'all understand where we're coming from this morning? We ought to put on Christ. Don't worry about the heaviness of it. Because he gives us help in those times of need. To be a Christian in, in 2021, to be a Christian has become popular. Gave you illustration a couple of weeks ago about a man starting a new church and how popular it seems to have been. But looking from the outside in, it doesn't look like church to me. And I realize that I'm skewed. I, I, I feel like I feel like church ought to be like what we have here today. And I, I'm not saying that I'm. right in everything that I believe. But it, I still got to hold to it. If it looks like the world, if it sounds like the world, better, better be careful. I'm just going to leave that alone. We need to put on Christ even when it's unpopular. I told you that being a Christian is popular. Y'all hear me. But being Christ-like remains unpopular. Number three. Put on Christ even when it's unprofitable. Look at verse 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Putting on Christ will have you, as he said, 
to put away the works of the darkness. Putting on Christ will have us put away some things that we might enjoy. Again, yesterday we made the statement, the pleasures of sin, they endure for a season. There's some things that I, I might, would like to do that I used to do. Maybe some of you, you would like to do in your flesh, you would like to do some of those things, but because it's ungodly, because it's not God-ordained for a Christian, we put it off. We don't do it. And he says here in verse 14, he says, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. How are we to do that? Kaylee, the only way we can do it is to put on Christ. The only way that we can be strong enough to, 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 to not do those things is to put on Christ and allow Him to fight those battles of the flesh for us. Put on Christ even when it's unprofitable. I got more questions. Is putting on Christ worth the pain? Is putting on Christ worth the loss? Simply put, yes. That pain is turned to pleasure. Have you ever been praying for a friend? And they, they may have mocked you. May not have understood. But you prayed for them and you still lived right. But finally that friend, they finally got right and they got saved. It's worth it. Have you ever, have you ever had a family member that they, maybe they were just backslidden, they had gotten away from God and they were angry with you for, for living right, they were angry with you for, for sticking by the stuff and staying in the Bible and for telling them, hey, come get back in church. Have you, have you ever, have you ever had to deal with that? Well, that's when God turns the loss into love. You love them in spite of the fact that they've rejected the very things that they used to love. Now I'm going to say this carefully. Y'all listen to me. God doesn't so much want your time. God doesn't want so much as your, your, your money or your work, but He wants you. And He wants all of you. I told you, you know, sometimes I wish we did have an altar because I could climb up on it. That one's too high, and I feel like I'm too much for that table. But, but if we could, if we, if we could picture an altar here, we use this file. If we could just put all of us on the altar. Mentioned this just a few weeks ago. Just put all of us on the altar. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice late? That's what the songwriter said. Just lay down on the altar and say, God, here's not just a little part of me, but here's all of me. God, I don't want you just to have my voice to sing. I want you to have everything. God, I don't want you just to have my time. I'll go to church. I want to give you everything. God, I don't want to just give you my time in reading the scriptures or studying. I want to give you everything. 
What better prophet is there than to be Christ's? C.S. Lewis, he said this. Hand over the whole natural self. All the desires which you think innocent as well as the ones you think wicked. The whole outfit. Hand it all over to God. God says, I will give you a new self instead. In fact, I will, I will give you my self. My will shall become your will. Isn't that what we all ought to do? Paul says we ought to mortify the deeds of our flesh daily. Crucify the flesh, however you want to say it. He says we need to lay it down. But I'm glad, Samuel, every time we lay our flesh down, God gives us His instead. I want to remind you what Charles Finney said. To put on a person is to assume his character and his peculiarities as an actor does on the stage. This commandment, therefore, enjoins him, enjoins the imitation of Christ as actors imitate those whom they represent. Just a quick illustration here. Uh, it, I know we didn't do one last year. I feel like we did in 2019. But a Christmas play. Christmas play scared me to death. Especially if I'm ever asked to take part in one. Because I'm not an actor. But the last one that I remember having a part in, I had to play Caiaphas. And I felt like I was, what's it called when you're, because of your body type and you were, you were cast for the role? I, Typecast. I felt like I was typecast. Because the lady doing all of the, the, uh, the clothes, she said, now I got this one and it'll fit you. I feel like you'd make a good Caiaphas. Thanks a lot. Brother Deke, I had about five and a half words I had to say. And I stressed over it. I put inflection on this word and then this one and then, no, it didn't sound good. I was in the mirror and I was driving down the road, driving a school bus and all, and I was like, and man, it come time. Miss Denise, it came time. I was sitting there in the whole church, about 150, and I was like, and Brother David, I had to, the director said, now you stand up and you pound your fist and you say it with feeling. And we went through that thing, and every time I'd pound my fist and I forget the line. I'm like, I can't do this. So I figured, I stomp my foot and do it. After all those practices, I finally did it. And it was just a, it was good. I mean, I did a good job. I know I did. I felt it, but nobody appreciated it. Nobody clapped. There was no standing ovation. There was no amens. Good job, Kaif. None of those things. I got to thinking, it seems like every time they, they cast somebody for Jesus, he was always this skinny dude. I'm like, I can see why I can't play Jesus. 
I feel in my heart of hearts Jesus didn't have a big belly. I feel like I'm right in that. I can't find it in the scripture, but I feel like I'm right in it. I can't play baby Jesus. And so the only role she can find for me was Caiaphas. So I played it to the best of my ability. Never met the man. I don't know if he looked like me or not, Brother Jody, but still I did it the best that I could. And I followed her direction. Charles Finney says, you are to assume the character, the peculiarities, as an actor does on the stage. And I wonder today, if we are to put on Christ, how many are willing to put on His humility? How many are willing to put on His patience? How many are willing to put on the very things that made Him the God-man that He was? Or do we want to try to put Him on and still be ourselves? Remember what C.S. Lewis says? He said, you hand it all over those things you think innocent and wicked. He said, and I will give you a new self instead. And in fact, I will give you myself. That's, that's, Brother Jody, that's what I want to do. I want his self to be myself. I'm going to ask a couple of people to come forward this morning. Ashlyn is first. Ashlyn, come here just for a second, real quick, fast in a hurry. I want you to see this. Just stand right here. Just front and center looking all pretty. I want you to put this jacket on. And tell me if you think it fits. Do you all think it fits? Nobody asked you. All right, you can go sit. Come here. My baby's 38 years old. She comes up here limping. At least you're not asleep. All right. Does that does that fit? No. Nick, come here for a second. So we see that it didn't fit Ashlyn, 15 years old. See, it didn't. Oh, I said your age. I'm so sorry. Didn't didn't fit my wife, my beautiful bride. I want you to put this on. Here's a muscular boy right here. It actually does look good from. No, it doesn't. So, does it does it fit? No. What, what are you saying? Okay, you can go sit down. I don't like you. You're too skinny. Brother Terry, come on up here. So, we see it didn't fit Ashlyn. We see it didn't fit Miss Lori. We see it didn't fit Nick. And so now we have Brother Terry coming. And we're going to see if it fits Brother Terry. And, and I've got a point here. Josie's coming with him. Come on up here, girl. Terry, I want you to put this on. And you tell easy. You tell me if it fits. Alright, it looks it looks pretty good, but can we button it, Brother Terry? Don't don't do that. <laughs> it still doesn't fit, right? Alright. Now, some of y'all uh oh. Some of y'all may agree, you're so pretty. That it probably doesn't even fit me. But I can put it on, and it fits the length of my arms. It fits my waist. 
I can button it because it's mine. I would not go buy a small suit and hope that I could put it together. I wouldn't buy an oversized coat to try to make it fit me. That would be foolish. But I want you to know something today. God's not asking you to put somebody else's self on. He's wanting us to put on Him. And it doesn't matter which one of you put Christ on today. I want you to know that it will be a perfect fit. I went downtown last year sometime to Mr. George's place and uh, the tailor shop and I wanted one of those nice shirts that he had. And so I found one and he looked at the shirt that I had on, probably came from Walmart or something like that. He said, what size is that? I told him. He said, no. He said, that's the wrong size. He says, you need a size smaller. Well, he became real good friends when he said that. But he says, you'll do an extra large from mine. He said, they're tailored to fit. And so I said, I just, I don't know. I don't want it to fit tight. He said, it won't. So he pulled it off. <laughs> I ain't never shouted over a shirt, but I'm about to. Pulled it off and he took all the little pieces off and he said, now, just take that one off. He said, you've got an undershirt. He said, take that one off and put this one on. And as I put it on, Brother David, it, it just laid on me. And I, I buttoned it up. And he said, now, how's that feel? I said, it feels great. I said, it feels like it was made for me. I began to look at the suits and he said, now, he said, some of these suits would probably fit you, but before I ever sell you one, I'm going to take measurements and I would make sure to tailor it for you. And I want you to know, if you will ever, if you will ever put yourself on the altar and you will ever say, God, I want to give myself to you and I want to take off all the garments of my flesh. And I want to take off all the garments of the dark. And I want to walk honestly as in the day. God, I want you to take not part of me, but all of me. And God, I want to put on Christ. I want you to know that He will be tailor-made to you. You won't feel out of place. It won't drip off of you like it did. And, and I'm not being mean, Brother Terry. I asked his permission. Uh, it, it, it won't feel like you've got to try to make yourself fit into Christ, but it will fit you perfectly. He says, put ye on Christ, or put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Before we can ever get to the last part of that verse, we've got to put on Christ. Let's come with a song of invitation this morning. I want us to pray. This altar is open. Our video feed is fixing to be shut off, so you don't have to worry about that. If you have a need this morning, maybe you've been holding on to those words of the darkness. Maybe you've been holding on to your own personality and your own self. Would you be willing to come trade it for what He has to offer? Would you be willing to put on Christ today? Don't worry about what other people are thinking.
You may be the only one that comes to the altar. And there might be somebody that says, well, what, what are they going down to pray about? But can I tell you something? It doesn't matter what they think. What matters is what God thinks. So if you have a need this morning, won't you come?